law like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on cliffcentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg and this is The Laws of Life on cliffcentral.com. Alongside me today, Lionel Makoko-Klela. Welcome, Lions. Thank you very much, Gary. First up, the family whose neighbors caused such a noise disturbance that they couldn't sleep and even developed health problems. Welcome to you and Nell and husband Roger Hills. We all know problem neighbors are an absolute nightmare, and we're going to find out today how our guests handled a very, very tricky situation. The law on this one is really interesting, and... You're going to learn a lot. So if you've got horrible neighbors that are making a noise, this, this one's for you. <laughs> this, is, this is the kind of noise that you don't want to hear. God damn it, enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's the neighbor's crowing cock that kept our guests awake all night long. <laughs> they had to live with roosters. And Nell and husband Roger Hills, uh, you live in a beautiful home by all accounts, a four-bedroom home in Glen Austin, which can we put a value to it of three, four million rand? That's correct, yes. For two acres. That's correct, yes. Lovely. How long have you been living there now? Well, Roger has been there for about 17 years, and I've been there for eight of the 17. Okay, so all was fine until uh, you got some neighbors that moved in with crowing cocks and other foul, fowls or foul. Yes. <laughs> Lionel laughs every time he hears that. Everything was peaceful and beautiful. It's, is it a semi-agricultural? What's it? How's it zoned there? It's, it's zoned as uh, agricultural residential. So most people are living there just as a as a residence. Uh, very few people actually use the property to develop anything agriculturally. Do people have horses? They do. They do. We we neighbours to Rankiesfontein. So you know that's a real sort of horse uh, estate. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of an overflow from Rankiesfontein as well. What about barking dogs and all that? Is that Part for the course, normal kind of. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, I think people are, are quite reasonable. Um, generally, they they look after their dogs. Dogs do bark, but uh, you know, in the evenings, it, it's nice and quiet. Okay, so all was fine until you got new neighbours. Three and a half years ago, they moved into the property next door, and that is when the problem started. Within a, a couple of months of them living there, they have um, chosen to put up the animal pen right outside our bedroom window mm. um, so considering it's a two acre property on their side, their home is on the furthest side of the property and the animal pen was right outside our window mm. so they had many options of where to place this pen. But was there a pen before they moved in? Um, there was no pen that was closed off, there mm. was a little brick structure but yeah. in all the years that we've been there there's never been animals. Mm. They have taken wire fencing and made a complete animal pen right there. What did they place in the pen? They started off with a lot of chickens, um, especially roosters. Mm. At some stage, we counted 18 roosters, although the documents that they've submitted said they had eight. Um, and after that, the ducks came, the turkeys came, um, and it was just an ongoing saga. The, at one stage, were over 40, 40 animals that we've counted in the pen, mm. um, different species. They were fighting with each other. Um, 
And it was just an ongoing thing. The rooster problem was started, it started about 11 o'clock at night mm. and the one would start after the next, after the next. Um, and we have tried to, to, um, liaise with a neighbor after three months of enduring this. We made, mm. we decided to make a call to see if there's any way that they can enclose the animals maybe or relocate them to another um, position on the property. But they were not negotiable. How did you approach them? I phoned the lady up and I said to her, she knew who I was. So I yeah. just said, I'm the um, Anel from next door yeah. and I would like to discuss something with you. Yeah. And she, she, you could hear she was in a, in a shop or somewhere and she said, what do you want? Yeah. And I said, um, if you're busy, I'll speak to you later. And she said, no, tell me what you want. So I just said to her, um, I would like to discuss the animals outside our window. Mm. And she, I said, they are bothering us and we would like to see you so that we can come to an agreement. She was not negotiable. Her only words were, um, I'm entitled to have them and I will. If you've got a problem, change your sleeping pattern. So well, she, what were they doing with these animals? They, they were just in the pen. Um, mm. Because our home is at the border of the fence, there is no wall between us. It's just a fence. Mm. And because that's our living area, Area, we can see how often people go there and don't go there. Mm. The animals were looked after by their gardener. Mm. And if we saw them at the animal pen once in three weeks, it's a lot. They hardly came down there. Mm. Um, and then they started a vegetable garden next to it. And they would come to the vegetable garden and then go back to the house. So at no point in time can I tell you that it's their animals and pets that they cared for or anything. They were just there. We played earlier and Lionel was laughing. We all had a smile. The sound of crowing roosters. Is this what you heard? Correct. I've made I mean, was it as loud and upsetting and annoying as that? Absolutely. <laughs> So this is what you had to live with. I had to live with that. I made clips on my cell phone lying in bed where it sounded like that. You could hear Roger breathing. You could hear the bedding. And you could hear me sighing. And it's 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. In winter, I would unlock all the doors, go out the house, and try to throw things at these chickens. Chew them away. To just chew them away. But the minute I'm back in bed, the noise starts again. Um, And the neighbors could not hear this. Because they they were, as I said, on the opposite side of the property, which is quite a big property. Mm. And the animal pen is halfway in a ditch because the property is, you know, goes down. Mm. So we get the echoing of everything. So um, they, you know, they, they were not negotiable in any way. Any suggestion that we or other neighbors made were just, you know, they were entitled to, to have these animals and they will. Did it not upset them in any way? If I can explain, yeah. um, their house is, is, is spread out. It's a single story mm. and their bedroom happens to be the furthest point away from the actual uh, the, the pen. So they've got, they sandwich with a, with a complete house in between. Mm. So not only are they the furthest point away, Sort of meterage or yardage wise, they've got this this massive 
uh, sort of sound damper of a, of a big house between their bedroom and the actual pen. So if you look at it that way, you then realize that they can't hear anything. It's just impossible. Who was living in your home? The, the two of us initially, and then yeah. we had our kids over for about a year while they were purchasing a, a property and, and fixing it up. So, yeah, there were four of us for about a year during this three-year period. Truthfully, this is very disturbing to anyone. The disturbing part is the, is the lack of empathy. Um, sure. This person is a, is a health professional oh. um, specializing in psychology, and you'd expect just a little more from someone in that field, mm. um, you know, just, just turning a, a deaf ear is unfortunately not good enough. So they were not negotiable. Absolutely. It's a husband and wife team. Correct. Uh, they didn't want to talk about it. They it said this is our right to be. Entitlement, there. correct. Yeah, it was uh, what did you do? Did we, we sent a pile of, of communication, mostly via SMS. We tried to call them at different times as well. Um, this just you know, fell on deaf ears as well. They eventually charged uh, the two girls, that's our daughter and, and Anel, with harassment about two years ago mm. just to stop us complaining. Um, we went, went through the court case. We won that. They took you to the Randburg Magistrate? That's court? right, yeah, Correct. to the family court. Um, and we had a, the matter heard. Um, we eventually won that. Um, and then we, we had proved that all we've tried to do, we didn't threaten them. We didn't do anything silly. Mm. Um, we simply asked for, you know, we pleaded for, for a bit of peace and sanity. Yeah. Um, and then eventually after that, they, they, they taunted us, in fact, after that and said, well, you, you've promised us that you're going to drag us to court. So, you know, where are we going? And we said, okay, well, if that's where you guys want to go, if that's how we need to deal with this matter, uh, we will, pers- you know, persevere. And we did. And we landed up in high There's court. probably nothing worse than having a neighbor feud. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, we live in a panhandle. So if you can mm-hmm. just imagine there are a whole bunch of properties at the bottom of the panhandle. We all neighbors. And we get on really well with the balance of the people. And we've all been there a long time. These are the Johnny come latelys, unfortunately. And they've mm-hmm. just decided to do it their own way. And we've pleaded with them. And so have the other neighbors and said, come on, let's all work together. You know, we live in a agricultural area where we all need to keep an eye on other people's properties and, and be good neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just hasn't happened, you unfortunately. Know, many people, as I said earlier, have a similar problem with noise and music playing and people stamping sure. their feet on top of them. And no one really knows how to handle this. We contacted the SPCA because we mm. were advised that's where we had to start. Um, unless the animals are neglected, the mm. SPCA can't really do anything. Mm-hmm. The next step for us was to go to the Gauteng Health Department. Mm. I've submitted letters to them, affidavits. Um, we went the whole route. They came back and said, yeah, mm-hmm. they, you know, they, they referred it to it in a very demeaning way as being a little chicken case. So yeah. there was not a lot of emphasis on what, how we really suffered and what we were going through. Mm. Um, <clears throat> after that, it was the harassment case, which where the respondents um, went to, to court and said, yeah, we are threatening them and they're living in fear and all sorts of nonsense. The, the, the court dismissed that. Yeah. They struck it out. Did you need attorneys there? We, yes, did. we did. We had so that to, cost you a pretty packet as well, didn't it? it? Over it cost, nonsense, yeah. Correct. Absolutely. It cost yeah. us way over 10,000 Rand to defend mm. ourselves. Mm. These are members um, of Legal Wise, so it cost them nothing at mm. the end of the day. But the case was struck out on the basis that they were contrived, incorrect, and untruthful in their mm. application in the harassment case. Mm. She couldn't prove anything, and the only thing she had on record, really, that was um, that she could prove was a letter that my daughter wrote to her 
begging her to meet up with us to mm. come to an agreement considering the health condition and how I was suffering. What about moving the pen? Wasn't that an They idea? were not negotiable. We actually offered, we, we said to me if there was a cost factor involved that we yeah. would supply the labor. Yeah. Um, and we offered to the point where we would in fact incur all the costs of moving yeah. that pen, mm. uh, which we thought was beyond reasonable. Yeah. Um, and they scoffed at it. So what kind of cost would that have been? We weren't sure, but we had yeah. the staff and uh, we were happy to jump in and relocate and, and yeah. carry the can because we were pretty them. desperate at this yeah, point. Very generous of you to offer that. This became a feud really and I think it lost all semblance of normality. I think it was just they against you and they wanted to beat you and it looks like that. They wanted to make the point yeah. that entitlement was going to rule and um, and I think they found at the end of the day that uh, that wasn't the case. Okay, so let's go to the law. You went to the SPCA. We heard your answer. Okay. You went to health department. Nothing happened Correct. there. We, what was your next step? Town we, council. Um, yeah, we, but we also approached the Randber courts and yeah. we went to see a prosecutor, mm. explained the case to him. And again, we had the, oh, it's a chicken case, you know. How mm. do you expect me to put that in front of a judge? Mm. And I said, well, if you, if you are going through what we are going through, you will gladly put it there. But he wasn't willing to. So then we went to see an attorney and we started the legal process to a high court matter because we thought that's the only way of getting relief yeah. is if a magistrate or a judge has got all the facts in front of him and he can see that we've been really been tortured for three years um, and we've tried everything in our power for these people who had many options available to them mm. they were just not negotiable um, She, if I made a call to her I would get a response like how dare you ask me to move my animals why don't you take sleeping pills why don't you change your patterns and I got these ugly um, mm. comments from her and considering that she's a clinical psychologist it was it was hard hitting to to know that she is making a suggestion for me to taking to take tablets to sleep while you would not expect that from a normal human being let's talk about the application to court fortunately you had the wherewithal financially Correct. to appoint an attorney and counsel Correct. to try and get your court order to stop this nonsense absolutely okay yes. so you went to an attorney and he said well well, we're going to apply to court, to the high court, Correct. and we're going to get a judge to interdict them and prevent them from keeping the, uh, Correct. the poultry I, on the property. And the I just want to make it clear that at no point in time did we deprive them of having any animals because that is they keep responding and saying, but we're entitled to, and you know, you people don't want us to have animals, and you mm. have animals of your own. At no point in time did we ever say they're not entitled to their animals. The only thing we asked of them is to move it away from our bedroom window. They can have their animals, but please consider our noise, our convenience, and our peace. Mm. And um, that's where it ended. So. Okay, your application to court is to the High Court Pretoria. 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 Pretoria yes. Correct. You asked the court to interdict them from having the fowls there by mm. virtue of the fact that the noise control regulations prevented them from having this kind of noisy pen that was keeping you awake at night. So you were relying on the noise control regulations. Correct. And that's mm. a gray area too because there's no way of measuring the level of noise that yeah. a chicken is yeah. causing. So it was a gray area. Yeah, the um, regulation talks about decibel levels and you mm. can't measure these things with decibel levels. So They were Correct. relying on that. They said, well, you Correct. haven't really... Yes, you haven't measured You haven't it. proved yep. that it's higher than the allowed. You said that you just couldn't carry on like this and your health was suffering. It Talk was. to us about your health and your family's health. Um, well... 
as I said, we tolerated it for about three months, but by the time that I made the call to her to to discuss the matter, it was so bad that I would get up in the morning and I would go downstairs to, to take some tablets for energy and I will walk to the front door to let the animals out, our dogs out of the house, and I'll walk back to the kitchen and take the tablets again, forgetting mm. that I took them two minutes ago. Yeah. So it really took a toll and um, we own our own business, so we're heavily involved there as well. And it got to a point where at 9 o'clock in the morning I couldn't take phone calls anymore because I couldn't focus on what I was saying and what I was doing. Yeah, I think you told the court that you were sleep deprived. That, it was, that was And that you just couldn't function, which is <laughs> normal. Sleep absolutely. And there was a whole roller coaster of events after that. Because of the sleep deprivation, I started to suffer with anxiety, which I've never had before. Um, I'm always on guard, you know, I'm, I'm alert all the times. There's a lot of things going on, but that also caused a problem in my stomach and I started to have reflux, which caused a problem in my throat, which, you know, the one thing led to the other. Mm. So by last year, October, um, the eye was um, diagnosed with adrenal gland failure. Mm. Um, I couldn't walk up our staircase inside the house and eventually they'd started to, to do a lot of blood tests and I'm now being treated for that. But it got to such a stage, such, such a stage that my body suffered so badly. And from year forward, it's going to be a long way still to recover. Roger, what about you? Were you tougher on this one or were you also <coughs> taking strain on it? I must say I sleep through a hurricane, so um, it's just a little easier on me. But there were nights that I wandered the uh, the, the fence as well, um, patrolling, because it woke me up as well. Um, I just happened to suffer a little a little less. So yeah. You told the court that you offered to move them, and notwithstanding that. They wouldn't budge. Were you in court when this matter was argued? Absolutely, yeah. no. We arrived just briefly. We arrived on the on the on the morning on that Monday morning, and by about nine thirty, the, the court was due to commence at ten. Mm. By nine thirty, they made an offer, and uh, they said to us, "Look, they'd, they'd they'd like to pay for our advocate and just call the matter off." And we said, "No, no, hang on. You've been pulling our chain for three years now. Mm. We actually want to hear the matter. We now want to argue uh, the costs here because um, you know this this is where we are." Um, and uh, we went in eventually at uh, 10 o'clock, and I think by 4 o'clock the, the judge kind of adjourned and said to us that uh, he wants to sit in chambers and read through all the documents because I think there were 118 pages. Mm. But it's three years of history, you know, and he went through everything, and then he made the ruling, I think, three days later. Mm. Um, and, Before and, you get to the mm. ruling... Did they, in the meantime, give you an offer of settlement again, or was that... No, no, no. Uh, they were actually dead quiet. About a week uh, or so leading up to the hearing, um, our attorneys tried to approach them and say, come on, let's uh, sit around a table yeah, try, try and deal yeah, with this matter yeah. before we actually have the hearing. Mm. And they wouldn't even reply to that. So that's why we were pretty stubborn towards the end, and we said we're going to go through it and see mm. it through, and we're very happy we did. So the matter was argued for a full day. Your advocate, their advocate, cost you a fortune. Your lawyers were there, their lawyers. A few days later, you got... Judgment. Yeah, I, ju- I just, yeah. just just want to take you back to the actual hearing. Half yeah. an hour before the hearing, um, in their in their reply documents, they actually conceded the matter. Okay. So we didn't go into court to actually argue the matter or the, or the uh, pros and cons of the matter. It was all about the costs. That was the issue. Mm-hmm. So we went in and argued mm-hmm. the matter of costs. So at, initially, the judge gave our advocate the impression that he was only going to award costs, uh, a selective amount of costs. Mm-hmm. But having gone back to chambers and read through all the information that 
that he had, he then chose to award all the costs from day one. So that we thought was, was pretty fair. The order that the judge gave is that no order was made in terms of the interdict which you sought because they had conceded. Spot on. Yes. Absolutely right. But they were ordered to pay the costs the lot. The whole application from day one. Do you have any idea of what the costs were or are that they had to pay? We can only give our side of that. Just on our side, um, it's roughly in the region of about 80,000 rand. Jeez. Um, That excludes the over 10,000 rand that we had to pay for the harassment case, which we never pursued and bothered with. But this case on its own is over 80,000 rand that we had to pay. To, to get the judgment and also um, the, the judge also said that if they did not concede the matter mm. um, that he would have ruled in our favor and then granted the interdict as we wanted That's right. it. Okay, yeah. so the end result is that they agreed to do what? They have, they've given up their rights um, to have poultry to on their house the, poultry on their property. Correct. It was a concession. They, 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 they made that written concession. But has everything been moved off the property? It's, All the poultry, everything bliss, lost? It's bliss. It's the last really month really or so oh, has been sleeping like yeah. babies. <laughs> have you seen your neighbours? Love your love thy neighbours. Have you seen them since? You know the properties are quite big. Their yeah. house is on the opposite side. It's far yeah. from us. So unless we drive past their driveway and yeah. they're in the vehicle, we don't really. And we certainly don't make the effort either. They landed up paying a hell of a lot of costs. They could have conceded this right up front. Absolutely. Which they should have done. People push you to the limit. And then uh, fortunately you had the wherewithal to sue them. Well, absolutely. You know, when you get to court three years after the fact, um, it's a long road. Yeah, it's a bit spiteful, I think. But anyway, well done. You succeeded. And that's the end of that. I think as a listener, we've learned a lot of how to handle this one. Yes. Yeah, noise control regulations in your case. Yes, and yeah, if the mm. door gets shut in your face, just go to the next door. At some Absolutely. point, somebody's Keep knocking. forced One to listen. Open. Good Thank on you. you. Mm. Thanks very much for joining us, and it was very interesting, and we'll see you again. We're going to play out with the roosters. So, Thank you. Uh, Thanks yeah. for having us. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> Central.com